Recognizing the very real impacts of the spirit world is something our ancestors knew to be true, as much as the fact that we need oxygen to live. Many of us have gotten away from this belief for a variety of reasons, and now in our modern society, we call it superstitious when people talk about the impacts of spirits. But the reality is that a lot of people have stories of spirit contact, and I don't think that's because a lot of people have fallen off their rockers. I know that's because a lot of us have direct experience with another facet of our reality that's always been here and our ancestors knew to be true. It's time to remember the ghosts that haunt us so that we can free ourselves from them. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey friends, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really grateful that you are here today. I took last week off, which was really unexpected and unplanned, but it was definitely the right thing to do because, well, it was intense. (laughs) If you were in the United States, we were going through an election process And if you're overseas, you were watching us go through this very stressful election process. Uh, And uh, yeah, a lot of people needed some really uh, needed extra support last week. And um, I never like to show up in this space unless I can really give you my my full attention to the best of my ability. And really last week, um, my attention was going entirely into clients, uh, some loved ones who are really struggling, and then just caring for myself and the bits and pieces between then. So we made it. And I'm really, really happy with the result. I'm really uh, feeling like the sky has opened up to the potas- the possibility for for hope again. Um, and it feels like a weight has been lifted. That's what so many people I've spoken to with. It feels like a weight has been lifted. I actually think it's very deeply connected to the topic that I'm talking about today, which is ghosts, um, specifically ghosts in relationships. And I kind of think about uh, this the last four years under uh, the Trump administration, almost like a, a ghost experience, really. I mean, that's, that is really actually how I think about it. I guess I've never articulated it in that way until now, but it, ha- it is really like a ghost experience. Um, I really believe that unwell spirits were involved in that. I do believe that a lot of unhealed trauma um, both on this land and in uh, a lot of people's family lines played a role in that process of, of bringing that administration to light. And I feel like we've been wrestling with those ghosts and those shadows for the last four years. And we're not done. There's still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of work to do. 
But I feel like uh, at least a good enough chunk of us have gotten to a place where we're ready to assert that we don't want those ghosts to control our society and our collective anymore. We don't want those ghosts of unhealed trauma, of transgressions, of oppression to be uh, the rule of this land. And for myself, when I, um, when I watched on uh, Saturday night, when I watched uh, the speeches from Biden and Kamala Harris, I was just really struck by the fact that I had forgotten what it was like to hear a leader speak with positivity. I, I, it's really bizarre, but I forgot what it felt like. <laughs> um, and I sat there in front of the TV thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it really got me thinking a lot about, uh, reflecting a lot on my past, in, in my, my past when I uh, lived through a lot of very, very difficult, abusive relationships in my past. And I had this recognition this weekend while I was reflecting on it and doing my own processing around what's happened with the election that I felt like in that moment, like I was starting the recovery process of being in a abusive relationship of waking up and going, oh my gosh, wow, look at how much I had really in an unhealthy way adapted to myself, adapted myself, made myself smaller, um, shrunk my behavior, well, acted in kind of survival ways. Um, because in, in a sense, on a collective level, on a collective level nationally in the United States, I kind of felt like we were in an abusive relationship. Um, and I hadn't realized how much it had impacted me until that speech and that night. And a lot of times that's kind of how it is when we get to the other side of uh, starting to get into a place of recovery, we start to make decisions to leave um, and break away from really ghostly patterns. There is this recognition of, wow, I can't believe how I was operating and how misaligned that was for me. Uh, and oftentimes that comes from a place of safety. So that's kind of where my, my heart and my head is right now as we go into this episode, which is that the next several episodes are going to be really focused on intuitive topics related to relationships, particularly romantic ones. And in a sense, there is this kind of funny way that um, our elective officials and us in many ways are kind of like in a marriage. So I feel like um, I'm coming out of a, an abusive marriage, in a sense, on a national level. And I know many of us are feeling that. Um, and so we're going to be talking about in the next several episodes about um, relationships, romantic ones, um, and also topics and lessons that I share are also going to be relevant to partnerships and friendships and beyond. So I've talked a little bit about the macro level just to give you a sense of like where my head is, my heart is, and, and uh, yeah, what I've been thinking the last week and kind of why I went silent uh, for a bit. 
Today, I'm talking about ghosts in our personal relationships, in our personal romantic relationships. They can also show up in friendships and family dynamics, for sure. And I'm talking about why they're relevant. And before you kind of check out, um, I really hope you stick around because I think this is an essential topic to relationships that people don't talk about. So what are ghosts? Well, get ready. (laughs) Uh, First of all, there's little literal ghosts like you know you kind of think about the ones like in Hollywood uh lost spirit a lost unwell spirit kind of wandering around stuck in the the space between worlds you could say unwell ancestors by the way we all have unwell ancestors if you don't think you have unwell ancestors uh, I'm concerned because I'm pretty confident you probably do have some and uh Yeah, that's important to know because they can interfere in your life. So unwell ancestors or spirits uh, are the literal ghosts we could think of that are intentionally, sometimes intentionally, and sometimes unintentionally causing harm. They can attach themselves to our energy. They can interfere in our physical space. Um, They can attach themselves to other people in our life. Um, yeah, it's gnarly, (laughs) but they exist. Uh, Another kind of ghost I kind of think about is more on like an energetic level. Um, You can kind of think of it as like the ghost of a a dynamic. And those are energy cords from exes that we haven't released. Or they can be old relationships that continue to pull and tug at us. And they sometimes can be energy cords that they haven't fully released either and we can't do much about that from their side but what we can do is address our side and we can protect ourselves from any um energetic attachment that other people may still be continuing to hold that's unhealthy for us and then I also kind of think about ghosts in a metaphorical level and those are like the unhealthy patterns of thought and behavior that literally just seem to continue to haunt us and if it's like no matter what we do we can't seem to shake them and all of these are connected right I'm talking about them in silos but a lot of times my experiences when I'm working on a pattern with someone the pattern is like interconnected there's like the literal layer, there's often sometimes an energetic layer, and then there can be a metaphorical layer. So it's not like so just clear. It's not just so usually like one thing. Sometimes it is, but oftentimes it's usually more than one thing. So how do ghosts interfere in even the most loving relationships? Well, they nudge us to repeat unhealthy patterns from both our wounding of our childhood other relationships, and or ancestral intergenerational unhealed trauma. So they can, um, they can get involved, like a spirit could literally get involved and perpetuate that. We could end up unintentionally or other people can unintentionally be uh, unaware that these energies are attached to them or kind of being channeled through them. Uh, That being said, I'll say this now, and I'll continue to say it, um, we're always responsible for our actions, regardless of the level of spirit interference, so that's important. This is not to say like, oh, well, because there's spirit interference, people are not responsible for their actions, because that's not the case. Free will is always existent in this plane of existence, but it's also 
really not smart to pretend like there's no spirit interference. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. So let's kind of work with a specific example. I want to share a example of, of a pattern in my own life that has been like a, a long process of working with. And one of the patterns that used to haunt my own life, and it's something that I continue to work on, but it doesn't haunt me in the same intensity like it did for so long. Um, and that is that I was uh, partnering with people who did not respect my boundaries. Thankfully, now I have a really loving partner who who's very loving with my, my boundaries and we have boundary conversations all the time and that's something that we both are aware of and support. Um, but that was definitely not the case for a good chunk of my life. And in some of the most extreme cases, uh, I had ex-partners that were physically abusive and in subtler cases, I had ex-partners who would try to talk me out of my truths, which is a different kind of boundary violation and um, abuse. So I went through a lot of years of that, a lot, a lot of years of that. And this pattern had a lot of layers of ghosts connected to it. So first of all, poor boundaries is something that runs in my family. In fact, boundaries are not something I explicitly like learned about growing up, both in my household and in school. Like I don't ever remember talking about it, which is shocking. Like I hope we're doing that now. <laughs> But it's not something. There's not something I developed vocabulary around, um, or even considered uh, until far, far, far into adulthood. And um, this stems from, on a personal level, you know, there's a collective level issue. I think we have a collective ghost problem with boundaries. That's a long story. I also think that's part of what contributed to how we ended up electing uh, Trump the last four years longer conversation. I'm not going to go into that right now. I'm just, we're just going to bookmark that for now. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this pattern for myself was something in my personal sphere of, ex of experience that stemmed from my parents' own history and my ancestors' histories. And when I trace my ancestral lineages back, uh, physical, sexual, verbal, and other forms of abuse is something that shows up on both my maternal and paternal sides. So in other words, boundary violations and an inability to develop healthy boundaries is inherited, right? So there's some, there's some history there, right? This is not just like um, me thinking that there's some ghostly presence. No, there, there's evidence of this pattern being repeated over and over and over again and perpetuated, correct? So it's, it's literally like a pattern that kind of haunts my family, but I also know that there is ghostly energy around it. There are some unwell ancestors that um, interfere in the family sometimes, and uh, a lot of my work the last several years and um, prior to that has been trying to clean that stuff up. So boundaries in this sense are both unwell ancestors potentially interfering and, and unhealed ancestral trauma where my ancestors at different points were both the abuser and the abused, if that makes sense. So it's both this um, unwell ancestors potentially interfering and the kind of like energetic almost ghost of this unhealed pattern, of this unhealed trauma. 
that continues to haunt us, right? So it's kind of this twofold piece because it's a very, very deep pattern that goes back. I'm not even sure until now how far it goes back. Um, but it feels like the more I explore it, the more I see that it goes back even further than I thought. So these ghosts look like unhealthy behaviors I experienced with living family members. So unhealthy behaviors that living family members had. It looked like uh, instances where my living family members may have been a channel for unwell ancestors or spirit energy. Like think like possession, but not the creepy like Hollywood version, um, but more like someone just perpetuates unhealthy behavior. And that's because in a sense, like, you know, a grandfather metaphorically further in the line is fused with that person's energy and is kind of um, like perpetuating it. They kind of like push when the person's buttons are pushed in the right way, they kind of push it further and, and take it in a, in a deeper direction, if that makes sense. Um, and also unwell ancestors potentially living through my own life force by repeating the same patterns and circumstances. So I've had to do a lot of cleanup around my own personal energy field because I have this long history of abuse from a young age many those of us many of us who have abuse at a really really early age at those formative years like the first seven years of our life um we will often have energetic holes in our aura in our psychic field and that makes us both extremely intuitive usually because it's kind of like we kind of almost have like a direct connection um to the subtle uh layers of life and it also makes us susceptible to spirit interference. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to address that later. But just as a side note, that's, that was another piece I had to deal with, right? So, I mean, I'm only in like the first layer around. I'm only talking right now about literal ghosts related to this pattern. And you see, like, there's a lot here, right? There's a lot. So there's more. <laughs> and that is the energetic ghosts. And there were these energetic cords that I had not cleaned up as this pattern continued to repeat itself, where I was like partnering with people that were just not great for me and didn't know how to um, honor my boundaries. There were these energetic cords that I hadn't cleaned up from past partners where boundary violations played a role because I kept blaming myself rather than naming them and naming the behavior that they had as abuse. Like I, I just, I tend to be a person that tries to be hyper-responsible. And so in many ways I was taking hyper-responsibility for their behavior instead of uh, getting clear on what's actually mine and what's not mine and recognizing that the what's not mine piece was actually um, having the power to say that was abuse. And that took me a lot of time to get to that place. And this looked like for a while before I got to that place of being able to clean up some of the energy around that, uh, what that looked like when this kind of energetic ghost, in a sense, continued of these cords between me and these people is I kept trying to be nice with people who were just horrible with me. <laughs> I kept trying to be nice with them even after we broke up. Um, I kept exes phone numbers in my phone and sometimes I answered them or helped them when they needed help even though these people were horrible 
Um, and you know, it took me a while. It took me time to get to the place where I'd done some energetic cleanup and I got to the other side, I was able to see clearly and go, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I, you know, allowed that to continue so for so long. I can't believe I didn't close doors sooner. I can't believe I didn't block people's phone numbers sooner. I can't believe I didn't, um, you know, block people from finding me on social media, blah, 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 blah. Like I, I, it was just recognition of like, wow, I can't believe I didn't do that. Um, but that's kind of sometimes what happens when we have a lot of layers of, you know, ghosts, literal and metaphorical that can be playing into a pattern. And the last piece of ghosting around this particular pattern that I'm sharing as an example was metaphorical. And it was metaphorical because after a lifetime of diverse experiences of abuse, starting from a very young age through adulthood, I collected some really disempowering thought patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that did continue to perpetuate this pattern. So that was like that this is what I can own from my side of the street and what I needed to heal and shift inside of myself. And this looked like overriding red flags, you know? So um, recognizing not not really recognizing people's behavior for what it was, continuing to make excuses for them, gloss over it, and kind of in a sense almost being way too empathetic and too compassionate. Like my empathy and my compassion in my heart is huge. I don't have to exercise that. (laughs) What I needed to learn how to exercise was to have greater compassion and empathy for myself and therefore greater self-love, which would then translate into better boundaries so that when a red flag would come up, I would be like, whoop, nope, and take action accordingly and not allow certain behavior, certain people with toxic behavior close to my life. Like just not even let it get to the place where they could even be close to me, right? Um, It also looked like I needed to do a lot of trauma healing work because I would sometimes unknowingly move into a freeze trauma response rather than speaking up for myself in some really important critical moments. Uh, That looks like, um, you know, a time where someone that I was seeing that was being extremely just horrible to me um, just kind of kept berating me on the phone for like four hours. And why did I allow myself to stay there instead of hanging up? Well, it was this freeze response that I was kind of stuck in. Um, and so I needed to go through a process of healing to so that I wouldn't get stuck in that place and I could mobilize myself in order to, um, you know, use my voice and to use my action to like hang up, you know, in a situation like that. Um, and, you know, the other thing that was really hard for me was this like very, 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 very deeply hidden belief inside of myself that stemmed from my early abuse experiences that this was somehow how I was supposed to be treated um, at this kind of sense of normalizing uh, a lot of people who are super who have who come from um, traumatic situations and abuse and become extremely resilient will adapt in amazing ways um, to help them thrive but sometimes that adaption is not you know, when you get past the situation is not great to continue. And so that was certainly like um, a way that I had created a story inside of myself to adapt to really horrible circumstances at a young situation. 
um, that then carried into adulthood that was, you know, not serving me, right? Because I didn't have to be in relationships with those people. So unhealthy boundaries, that pattern is really something that I see a lot in my client work, everything from the same kind of level of layers to it, like I described in my own, which is quite complex, or um, to a little bit more simple of just kind of uh, some, in some cases, struggling to say what they need or want or something like that, Um, or saying no and really meaning no. And while we can do a lot of really important healing work on this pattern with a therapist, if this, if anything I'm describing sounds like you, it's always a good idea uh, to find a therapist that's well-trained and that you trust. That certainly has been a big part of my own path. And while we can do a lot of really great work that way, I believe that traditional psychotherapy kind of misses the ghostly part, the ghostly nature of this pattern for many of us, the sense that there is spirit and energetic and kind of karmic interference that perpetuates this. And in addition to getting really great therapeutic support, I recommend that we need to get additional support and take additional steps to acknowledge the multifaceted nature of a deep-seated pattern which requires us not just to understand the behavior, but also taking steps on the psychic plane to clear ghosts. Hey there, Marcy here. I just wanted to pop in really quick and number one, say thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening whether you listen on a weekly basis or this is your first time or you hop around episodes, thank you so much for taking time to uh, experience and enjoy this labor of love and passion and inspiration of my own. So thank you, thank you, thank you um, as a creator um, to you who's experiencing this creation. And second of all, I really love to hear from podcast listeners. So I would love if you would be willing to tell me a little bit about the questions that you want answered, the topics you'd love for me to cover as we continue to move through season two. You can do so very, very easily by going to my website, marcymoberg.com and then forward slash podcast. At the bottom of the page, you'll see an option to submit your question. And those questions go directly to me. Um, I love to hear uh, from my listeners. Some of my most popular episodes have come from listener questions. So I would love to answer your questions that are you have holding on your heart or topics that you'd love to hear me discuss and explore together. So again, that's marcymoberg.com forward slash podcast. Uh, take some inspiration from Odie singing to you in the background and inviting you and encouraging you to submit a question. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Now that we've talked about what ghosts are, and I gave you a very concrete example from my own life, how do we clear away ghosts from our past that are maybe contributing to our current relationship dynamics? Well, here's a start. 
First, I want to suggest that you establish new psychic boundaries. If you've never thought about psychic boundaries, you can be sure that you need a new psychic fence (laughs) because we all come in metaphorically with a psychic fence, but we need to maintain it. And when we kind of go through difficult moments in our life, we have trauma, um, maybe we experience bouts of depression, chronic stress, anxiety, different things like that. Life, life is hard. And when we have those really difficult moments in life, it can really wear on our fence. You could think about it like having a backyard and having a fence and your backyard experiencing a lot of storms, like really, really really windy storms sometimes and you haven't taken time to waterproof your fence in a while and it's wood and so then slowly sometimes it starts to kind of like lean and then it starts to develop some kind of moisture problems which then lead to rot and then uh, starts to break and there's some parts that start to fall down and You get the point. This is what I'm kind of talking about, about what naturally happens to our psychic fence when we don't have a regular practice to tend to it. So the first thing you would want to do is actually establish a new psychic fence in a sense, establish new psychic boundaries. The next thing you want to do is get clear on whether any unwell ancestors or spirits are are interfering with your personal clarity. So, you know, some ways you can pay attention to signs for that can be if you experience a lot of moments of brain fog and you don't have any kind of health conditions to it, you just find like sometimes you're really foggy, uh, sometimes you have sudden drops of energy, you might have creepy dream scenes that come in, you know, creepy scenes that are happening a lot in your dream time. Maybe you have a really yucky feeling like something's off in your home. Uh, those can be signs that you can have some spirit interference and patterns that despite your intentional effort just will not budge. If you have a pattern that you've developed awareness around, you have a pattern that's repeating in your personal uh, partnership and your love life um, that despite your effort is not budging, then there could be some spirit reason to why it's not fully budging. Also, as a side note, you probably hear Odie, my parrot, um, making lots of noise in the background. Uh, Just bear with me because this is where we are right now. My husband is using the other room for a meeting and she's very upset that she's out there by herself. But if I brought her in with me here, um, you wouldn't hear me talk at all because she would be talking the whole time. (laughs) So... We're going to we're going to bear with it. <laughs> okay, next one is acknowledge where unwell beings may be channeled through a partner or through you. Okay. So, you know those moments when one of you says something like, "I don't know what came over me," or moments where someone's face and behavior changes, like as if someone else came into the room. Now, there can be a lot of layers of this. Sometimes people's faces, okay, there's, there's layers to this, right? So sometimes people's faces change. Um, let's say you're, you're having a conversation and then suddenly the conversation goes south and the person's face kind of changes and you can tell that they're pretty 
triggered, like that something old is coming up for them. So there can be a lot of layers. Again, going back to thinking about literal, energetic, metaphorical ghosts, they could be having a literal spirit interference experience that then is perpetuating perhaps a childhood wounding. So it's kind of like in that moment, they're not really you. They're metaphorically like the seven-year-old all over again, having the conversation with their mom that was really frustrating and difficult and always made them feel disempowered. And there's also an unwell ancestor that's perpetuating perpetuating this and like deepening it. Got it? <laughs> okay, so that's when it's like a moment of where you see someone's face and behavior change. Um, it can be a moment where you feel you or the other person feels so compelled to do a thing that you know is really not the best idea, but you do it anyways, like getting really defensive with your loved one. You're like, I just can't, I don't know why, but I just can't help it. Like, it's like, it's like something comes over you and in many ways, you know, it's kind of like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. These can be signs of spirit interference. Um, let's be clear. Everyone is again, responsible for their actions And to deny that the spirit world affects us is like saying the weather doesn't impact our life. Of course it impacts our life. (laughs) It impacts whether our crops grow. It impacts whether we have clear roads to drive on. It impacts whether you you need an umbrella. Like it impacts whether you can have the picnic outside in the place without the rain. Like with, with, you know. Of course, it impacts our life. The spirit world is is no different than the weather. It's here. (laughs) So. If the person you are with is otherwise healthy and loving, it's like a healthy, loving partnership, a healthy, loving dynamic, then consider a thorough energetic clearing of your home. And you can do this on your own or you can hire someone to do this. Uh, this is a, that's a service that I did a lot pre-pandemic. Um, and it's also a process I teach a lot in my programs. Um, and in, and sometimes in my one-on-one work as well. So it is something that you can learn, but it's, you know, I recommend you energetically clear your home. Okay, next one. Release those old energetic ties that you've outgrown. Delete the numbers from your exes that were assholes. You don't need to keep them in your phone and you don't need to help them out and you don't need to have such a compassionate heart that they can just kind of, you know, stomp all over you until now, or kind of come back up and pretend that they're going to be nice and then stamp all over you again, delete the fucking numbers, <laughs> okay? I'm using strong language for a reason because that's actually how fierce I need you to be about this. Unfollow them on social media. If you're still following them, unfollow them. You would not believe how often this shows up in my client work when I'm doing work on relationships and partner partnership dynamics. Oh my gosh, the number of times that people have shown up for me, shown up in my one-on-one work and want support around, you know, dating and finding their ideal partner. And they just like continue to kind of attract the same sticky patterns. A lot of times it comes down to this piece. They have not cleared out old energetic ties as a starting point. And it's essential. It is essential. Put up a brick wall with people who perpetuate hateful, hurtful behavior. They should not be in your life. Do not let them into your life. Cut the ties. Cut the ties, cut the ties, cut the ties. That's essential because you need to disentangle yourself from that energy in order to get clear 
And in order to heal the pieces that may be your part um, of your side of the street, and that could be pieces that there's no blame for, right? Like in a sense of you might have certain um, behaviors and pieces that you need to heal as a result of some really difficult dynamics from your childhood, love and compassion for those parts of you that developed these coping mechanisms that are maybe not useful to you now. But really a lot of times in order to really be able to to clear up the metaphorical ghosts, you got to clear out the energetic ghosts. You know what I mean? You following me? I hope so. All right. Lastly, maintain a regular psychic boundary maintenance practice. Okay. So step one was like, hey, you know, you might want to think about establishing a psychic fence. Um, Now I'm saying like, hey, now that you built a new psychic fence, um, don't forget to do maintenance on it. It's not a set it and done. That is not how this stuff works. That'd be great though. (laughs) That's not my experience. It's not my experience in mentoring other people. It's not my experience in teaching other people. Uh, no, you got to maintain and tend regularly to your psychic boundaries. Okay. Once you establish new psychic boundaries and you maintain them, this really empowers you to know if and when, because it's likely going to happen probably at some point, if and when unwell spirit interference, unwell spirit interference might be impacting your personal life, your home, or those around you. Once you kind of establish a good psychic fence, you know how to maintain it, then you know, oh, did somebody come through the gate that I didn't invite in or that I don't want in or that I invited in and then I went, whoop, I don't think that's right. That's actually an alignment. You can actually address that, if that makes sense. So this is important. Recognizing the very real impacts of the spirit world is something our ancestors knew to be true, as much as the fact that we need oxygen to live. I'm going to say that again. Recognizing the very real impacts of the spirit world is something our ancestors knew to be true, as much as the fact that we need oxygen to live. Many of us have gotten away from this belief for a variety of reasons, And now in our modern society, we call it superstitious when people talk about the impacts of spirits. But the reality is that a lot of people have stories of spirit contact. And I don't think that's because a lot of people have fallen off their rockers. I know that's because a lot of us have direct experience with another facet of our reality that's always been here and our ancestors knew to be true. It's time to remember the ghosts that haunt us so that we can free ourselves from them. And if we want to develop healthy relationships, whether we're currently in a partnership and we want to support ourselves and our partners to grow into an even deeper, more authentic, loving, healthier dynamic than we have now, or we're starting uh, from a place of where we want to foster the dynamics in our life where we attract and then co-create a healthy partnership, We need to address the ghosts. We have to address the ghosts. All right, that's my episode for you today, all about ghosts. (laughs) My husband uh, jokes that I'm uh, that I'm a ghostbuster, so um, I do do a lot of ghost work in my work. (laughs) I hope that you found this episode 
interesting, um, enlivening, inspiring, and uh, helped you connect some dots that maybe you hadn't connected before. I would love to hear from you. Um, I always love to hear from my listeners. So if you've loved this episode, please share it on social media. The best place to find me is at on Instagram, at Marcy Moberg, at M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B-E-R-G. Um, screenshot the episode. You know, screenshot um, yourself listening to the episode, like a screenshot of you listening to the episode or you with your headphones in or whatever that is. Um, and tag me in it. Let me know that you listened and let me know what you thought. Um, you can also always DM me on Instagram and let me know um, how the episode impacted you. I love to hear from my listeners. We'll continue on with this relationship series. I hope you found this uh, episode as intriguing as uh, it was for me to create it. This is a topic that I don't always get to talk about publicly. So I'm excited that I finally did it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to continue on with this series throughout the rest of the month, looking at relationships. So stay tuned for some more juicy content. And in the meantime, make sure that you remember that being you takes courage. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode, and you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name, .com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. 